Hey, can we cuss on your podcast? It's guys sitting around chewing a fat. He made me right here in the bed. You guys didn't see uh, that. We're big time. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We need a picture, like, you know, like over there, you know, be like, who are these famous people? I mean, you know, that's Luke Combs over there, but. Yeah. Luke Combs in the house. Yeah. So what's up? How's everything going? Going good. Just uh, loving life. Yeah. Well, we got Alexander Manufacturing here, CEO Don, and Joey, the janitor. Yep. That's right. Yep. That's what I thought. We're missing Jeff. Jeff's Jeff's at home, still nursing his COVID. Is he quality control? Uh, he's yeah. Well, no, Jeff Jeff's the sales guy. I mean, he's he's the marketing dude. So, yeah, yeah. Joey's quality control. Who was marketing and sales before Jeff? Uh, Jeff, Joey, uh, well, Joe and I. Yeah, yeah, Joe Stringer was was a lot of it. Uh, also, so back in the day, it was just me. So, when did Alexander Manufacturing start? And was it your dad or grandpa? My grandfather, grandpa. actually, in 1927. So uh, he was a woodworker. There wasn't much metal going on in 27. And uh, so he made parts for Model T frames whenever they'd have a wreck. The frames were made out of wood and then skinned with steel. So he made those kinds of, of things. And he, did, um, he actually made bows and arrows for toys for Woolworth and Company and sold them for like a dime a set or something. <laughs> So he was he was kind of into the consumer product world even way back then. So how did it transform from that to wood racks? Oh my, yeah. Um, let's see. We'll finish up about uh, three days from now. But perfect. Uh, business is always transforming. I don't care what business it is, and and especially being a small business like we've been uh, over the years. But but um, yeah, Melvin, my grandfather, was a woodworker. And, he transitioned into metalworking, and uh, which involved uh, running an aluminum foundry, and he made uh, products like uh, during World War II, he made uh, lawnmowers. So they did their own aluminum castings and put a Ford starter motor on it for the for the for the motor, and uh, and a little blade on it. So he sold these lawnmowers back during World War II for about 150 bucks a piece, which in today's dollars those were expensive, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so with that and electric winches, and we made uh, we kind of transitioned into uh, there was a wood stepladder manufacturing company here in town, and and uh, they wanted some equipment made. So my dad and my grandfather kind of collaborated and, and made a piece of equipment for them, and then they sold out. The other ladder manufacturers around the country came to the sale and saw the equipment, and all of a sudden they were like. Um, we might like one of these ourselves, so that kind of started a new little, new little niche making machinery. Uh, so we did that for quite a while and transitioned into uh, into making firewood racks later on down the line because we we got kind of kind of tired of selling equipment to companies when they were like they didn't want to spend the money because it had a, a one year payback and and we had a job machine shop. There's not a machine we owned that paid back in a year. So we thought we're in yeah. the wrong business. So we started making machines to make our own products and transitioned over time to, to uh, being a, making consumer products right there with our own equipment. So, I mean, who, who said wood racks? Actually, to be honest, originally it was Jerry Clemens. So Clemens insurance man, <laughs> uh, he said he had a dream. And we were working on some equipment, and, and Jerry goes, I had this dream about making a firewood rack. And, and uh, we're like, well, that sounds kind of silly, but uh, we'll think about it. And 
we just kind of messed around with it for with Jerry for uh, several years off and on. We'd get slow, and then we'd work on it, and then we'd get busy, and we would let it set. And and uh, the company down the street, it was Advanced Plastic Coating at the time. We had we did work for at the machine shop, and so we took some down to them, and and they powder coated them, and left a couple for them to keep for the for the fee of, of powder coating. And yeah. we, we just went all of a sudden one day. I was talking to the the guy Curtis King from Independence. He said, uh, he said, are you ever going to do anything with those firewood racks? And I said, you know, we should. Um, so, internet came about, and and uh, talked to Jerry. And Jerry said, you know, I'm busy with other things. And he said, just run with it. And so we just kind of ran with it and and made the first web page. And after that, we went to the first trade show. And uh, but the internet was really the thing that that uh, sparked sparked everything. So did it just take off right away, or did it take some time? Oh, it took some time. It took some time to get. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, everything's everything's slow, you know. I mean, we did the we did the website, and then we learned how to do uh, keyword advertising. And oh yeah, back then it was uh, called Overture, and the bids were like a penny per click, hmm. two pennies per click. It was it was pretty it was pretty cool, uh, but not a lot of people were on the internet back then. So uh, when was this? Oh gosh, this would have been. I'm I'm not a years guy. Yeah. Uh, probably 90, 92, 93. Yeah. Cause right after Joey was, Joey was born. So have you just been running around the shop your whole life? Yeah. Born and raised in that thing. Born and raised. <laughs> so how many, how, like how, how many employees did they have back then versus now? Has it been just growing steadily or is it just kind of. Well, when my grandfather had it, he was doing a lot of work for the military, doing some secret uh, work for them. They actually had a guard posted at the building on Grand for a while during World War II because he was doing some experimental work with uh, bullets and ammunition and, and things. Pretty interesting. Uh, my dad kind of resented that because they shut down the whole business and my grandfather wasn't um, aggressive enough to really get paid for it. So, um, you know, like today, they'd probably given him a couple million dollar grant and he would have been we would have all been sad, but, yeah. um, anyway, uh, but he was doing it for the, you know, just for the, the patriotism in the country. But so yeah. yeah, he, he ended up having a foundry at one after that. And, um, they were doing the lawnmowers. And at one time he had around 20 employees, uh, way back then there on grand street. But when I was a kid, it was my dad and two other employees. And then when Mike and I got older, uh, eventually it was just dad and Mike and I. Yeah. So you said he was, you know, super patriotic. That I kind of had a question about. Um, I like how you guys make all your stuff in. Do you make everything in house? Uh, it's all American made, right? It's all American made. Our covers are textiles, so they come from China. We're we're currently sourcing them also from Haiti. Oh, so we'll have some North American manufacturing, even in the covers. But um, but but all the fabricating, welding, yeah. uh, drilling. Uh, painting all that's done here yeah so how many people are in the shop now or how many people total because you've got some people in the office too i guess yeah we were kind of heavy in the office mainly just because we do a lot of the marketing too so we have uh it takes up more office people than this typical manufacturing company would take but um i don't know what are we what are we at total with a couple few part-time people we're at around 21 20, yeah 23 23 okay so but we don't have a lot of turnover, but that's, yeah, 
Yeah. That's, that's one thing is how do you guys do that? I mean, how do you keep everyone happy? Well, because you have no turnover. We're, we're family, you know, I mean, we're, we are a family company. We have a lot of family work there and, and the people we have that aren't directly family. I always kind of say they're adopted because we, you know, we, we, we really do care about them and we try to, we try to make it a fun place to work. Yeah. I mean, it's work, work's got to get done, but you know, we'll stop on Thursday night a little, little early and have ice cream or something in the summertime and yeah and uh good code word yeah yeah just uh you know it's it's a it, we try to make it fun we try to share profits if we make money we, we we're pretty we pretty much try to share it with them and yeah and it's four tens right four tens yeah the employees love four tens yeah do you guys still did, you used to do night shift right do you still do that we just did it for a while with a certain job. We when you never, were super busy. Yeah, we had we had a, a company that burned. Not our company, but there was a company that had a big fire, and and uh, so they couldn't powder coat anything. So then it was Thorco that brought over a whole bunch of parts, and and we ran a night shift there for a while, but just for that. Are you guys hiring? Uh, not right now. Not not in February. Yeah. Is that the slow time? <laughs> yeah, it's a very slow time. Yeah, February. It's cold. I think people need firewood racks. You know, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like if you sell boats. Yeah. In August, people are still in boats, but they're not buying them anymore. Yeah. So if they haven't bought a wood rack by now, they're they've got their credit card bills from Christmas, and yeah, they're they're not going to be buying a wood rack right now. Yeah. Since you have such low turnover and you try to keep everything in house, it seems like you guys are doing everything right. Is there something that other people aren't doing? I mean, how come, how come you guys got it figured out? <laughs> Is that uh, a Joey question? I, I would hate to. I, I, <laughs> it, it's it's very yeah, it's very nice for you to say that. But man, if you ever think you've got it all figured out, you, you you're probably very wrong because everything changes every day. But yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a it's a progress. I just think you try to you try to get up every day and do your best to 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 do a good job and. And to give your employees what they need and make it a safe environment and yeah. and just do your best. That's that's what right. it's about. Yeah. Um, is there any new products coming? Is it just going to stay wood racks? Is there any new? What's coming up, Joey? Oh, we got a, a Jeff actually developed a, a fire pit. So uh, oh, cool. We've been we've been trying to market that and get it get it moving. Uh, same category. Yeah. Same just kind of expanding. Yeah, trying that's to expand cool. as much as we can. Yep, nothing, nothing too crazy off the grid yet, but uh, we're always, always looking and always researching. So, so was it always the plan for you to come back and Jeff to come back and everyone to come back and and keep the family business going? I think it was the plan as long as we wanted it to. to be. It was their plan, and they just hoped it was your plan too. No, he never they never pushed us to to come back yeah. and and uh, you know try to take it over. So it was just uh, it was something that. You know, as we Jeff and I both saw and and wanted to to continue the the tradition of yeah. a, of a great Wren family so, business. Yeah, so you're fourth generation, right? That's right. Yep. So, what's your role there day to day? Uh, just production managing, just manage the shop and yeah, and uh, keep things rolling and keep everybody. That's happy. why you get to drive that nice truck. I mean, that's a good perk too. Yeah. So what's Jeff's role? He, he's marketing and sales. Uh-huh. And then do you and Jane still work a lot or do you guys kind of hand yeah. it off? Interesting because, uh, yeah, Jane and I work together very well. We always always have. And and uh, she she works she works better than I do. And, but, yeah, we both still work 
every day and yeah. we're, we are slowing down. We're doing a little bit more. Yeah. I think we'll take the day off or yeah. that kind of thing. But, um, but as far as the kids, it's, it, it's, you know, when I grew up in the business with my dad and, and honestly at that time, really, there's no much other, really wasn't another op- opportunity for me because my, they couldn't afford college for me. Uh, I couldn't have, my grades weren't good enough to go yeah. get a free ride. So KU was a place I visited in high school and, and, and saw a basketball game, but it wasn't something I could have gone to and, and honestly really didn't want to at the time. But so when, when we had two boys, I'm like, man, this is so cool. I have two boys. I mean, hopefully they can go right into the business and do the thing. But I realized really quickly as the business grew, because it's a lot different when it's a three man operation to when it's, uh, you know, 30 employees or in that realm the numbers are bigger and there's more at stake. And, and I, and I realized how much it takes to actually run, run a business. It takes a lot. And, and I I know if, if my kids, if it's not their passion, that they are going to fail because if running a business is not your passion, you will fail. Yeah. And what parent wants to see their kid fail. Right. And, and uh, I sure don't. And so, yeah, they was always exposed. They were always exposed to it, but it encouraged but it wasn't a thing where uh, we were trying to coerce them to do that. I mean, I'm, I'm happy as, as can be that they are, but yeah. it wasn't something that I want to push my kids into a situation they're going to hate. Yeah. And that is when you say, you know, a 30-man operation, is it hard sometimes when it gets busy and, you know, you, you see all the work that's out there and maybe you don't have the manpower one thing I've always thought of, if I, you know, owned a business like that, it'd be hard to not, in the busy times, overhire, because you're getting kind of greedy and wanting to get more work, and then have to lay them off six months later. How do you? I mean, because it's hard to turn work down, but how do you avoid that? Yeah, Just, that's a that's a big challenge, and we managed it pretty well up until COVID hit. And when COVID hit, it was like our sales just went through the roof, and we went from having forty or fifty different items to having six just because we couldn't keep up. So we, we did six so items. So you chose to scale back rather than overhire? Well, we, we scaled back because we couldn't produce enough. So right. we did hire people. We added another, we had our second powder coating line. We added a robotic welder. We, you know, we, we streamlined the plant. So we did all those things, but we ended up, we hired some too, but we just couldn't get enough steel and cover. So we had to just limit. And the people we had, we just pounded out our stuff we're fast at and, yeah. Uh, but it, but it's hard because now we're getting past COVID. It's like we don't. It's a new reality, and no one knows what the economy is going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, COVID's over. Is it going to go back to pre-COVID numbers? Which we're not seeing that, but but we're definitely not in the the spike that we had for two years. But yeah, surely it couldn't last. Yeah, for sure. That's crazy. Mm. Well, I mean, if you want to switch gears a little bit, let's talk about your role in politics. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'm not a pol- we were talking about yeah. don't don't give a politician a microphone because you'll never get another word yeah, in. We can kill some time. So, <laughs> right now I have no role in politics. I was the uh, Neosho County Chair for the Republican Party. Uh, then I was the uh, second district, second congressional district uh, secretary. Then vice chair for four years. And this last couple months ago, I ran to be the second district chairperson. And I, and I lost by 14 votes, which I think was probably a blessing, not a curse. Um, but because of that, I'm I'm currently have no official role in in the in the party. But 
uh, have a lot of good friends, you know, yeah. there working. There's, I'll still, I'll still work for candidates I, that I, uh, that I, that I know are good quality people. So I'll still be involved. So what was your, I mean, what is your role as what you were? Like, what was your, what was your job? Well, the second, if you know, the job as the second district co-chair, the, uh, or the vice chair, the second district runs, it's, it's the second congressional district, which goes from, you know, Oklahoma clear up to Nebraska. It doesn't include Kansas city, but pretty much everything from like Emporia to, to Missouri. So, you know, what we did was like county parties when they needed reorganized, if they didn't do it on their own, then we would uh, go in and help them get their reorganizational done. We helped them with uh, precinct people, getting them recruited, training, uh, training of precinct people, what their job is. There's a lot of people really don't know. I mean, precinct people are very important because if uh, elected officer, elected official uh, office goes empty, then it's the precinct people in their area that elect the replacement. So if it's a Republican, you know, say state senator that goes, you know, resigns for any reason, then the precinct people in his district are the ones that elect the new the new state senator. And, you know, if it's a Democrat, then the Democratic precinct people do the same thing. So yeah. it, it's kind of a it's just kind of an important thing to 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 have and have good people fill. So are you gonna run again? Uh, oh, I doubt it. I don't know. You never Do know. They run every, is it every two years? Every two years you reorganize. Yeah. 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 I kind of doubt it. I mean, you know, you run for something like that. There's only one or two reasons. You know, one reason you're doing it because you think there's a spot that you could fill. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. And, and the other reason you run is for pride. And, you know, it, it's not a pride thing with me because I'm not that... I'm not, I'm not planning on being a climber politician. That's know? what I was going to ask. Is, it, it never is, was. This, is this a ladder to yeah, I'm not governor? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> see what those people go through. <laughs> oh my, you know, the, clo- the people say about politics, the closer you get to it, the more it smells. Yeah. And you know, I, I think that's pretty true. And I think that kind of goes not trash in my party, but I mean, there, there's, there's smelly stuff in politics yeah. and, and the closer you get to it. Sometimes the more it does smell. I wonder why, I mean, I wonder why that is. You know, so many people go in with good intentions and think I'm going to be the one who's good, good and true and <laughs> stick to, you, you know, know, the right thing. And, and why do they always get tripped up a little bit? It seems uh, like. You know, I don't, cause we're human, I guess. I'm, when yeah. There was a time about 10 years ago when I, I was thinking about maybe running for, running for an office. And, and I asked, I asked our priest, he was out the house one night, we we're having dinner and. And I said, I said, Father Borkin, I'm kind of thinking about running for office. What do you think? And I just expected him to say, you know, we need, you know, we need men of faith that, you know, are going to go up there and do the right thing. And we need, we need that. And, and he told me, he says, you know, Don, I wouldn't recommend it. And I looked at him. I said, I said, why not? He said, I've seen good people get into politics, but I don't see many good people coming out. And, yeah. uh, so it's like, just, yeah. I just, yeah, it's so uh, funny how that works. There's some really good politicians though. I mean, I've, I know some of them that are really super good people, good faithful. Um, so I'm not saying all politicians are bad, but. And it, I mean, the more you get into it and the higher up you get, your family kind of gets drug into it whether they want to or not. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, they do. And it's unfortunate that, but sometimes that does happen. Before you know it, we're going to have to be looking at Joey's laptop. <laughs> Don't leave your laptop at the repair yeah, shop. That's right. Yeah, looking for some documents in your garage. <laughs> Are you going to get into politics? No. 
No, no, no plans no to at this moment, anyways. But that's what they all say. Yeah, if there's a right. chance, never know. You well, gotta leave your options open. We can. Uh, we'll see what happens in the next ten or so years. If yeah, we'll go from so there. So, what are your plans? Keep climbing and Alexander Manufacturing. Yep, keep keep running it and and uh, and doing. Try to keep doing great things that that the uh, you know the the family members have led uh, for us. So. Uh, just try to keep doing that role and yeah. and uh, getting everything running the way it should be. Who's going to be the one that gets to take it over, you or Jeff? It's uh, <laughs> it's going to be a, it's going to be a fifty-fifty, and then uh, yeah, we'll we'll do our best to work together and and yeah and hope and pray for the best. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting because you know my brother and I, my my brother Mike in Coffeeville now, we were partners for a lot of years, you know, before before we split up and he moved to Coffeeville and we're still, we're still good friends. They do work for us and we do a little work for them, but, but, uh, you know, we worked together for 30 years and really neither one of us was the, we, we didn't feel a need that neither one of us had to be the person, you know, it's like we work together, we're a team yeah. and we had things we disagree on, you know, and, and then at the end of the day, we would, after work on a Friday, we'd get together and sit down and go over stuff and have it, maybe even have a cold beer. And, um, and, and work things out. We never yelled and screamed at each other. We never had arguments. You know, we just, we did what was best for the company yeah. and what was best for the family. And so I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, I was blessed to have that relationship with him for that many years. And, and I'm hoping that's the same thing that, yeah. that Jeff and Joey get. Yeah. I love, I love that. It's, I love local businesses. So don't mess it up, Joey. We'll be fine. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Thanks. Zach. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, well, what's going on outside of work, Joe? Joseph? Not much. Just uh living life and and uh <clears throat> is it just you out at the at the doghouse now? It is. Yeah. You it's miss a, Luke? It's a it's a one man show. No, uh no. no. <laughs> in a, in no. a word, no. Right. No. Uh you know, we had we had a lot of good times and uh yeah. It's been uh I think once you realize living by yourself how nice it is. Yeah. Then uh, you don't really ever want a roommate again. But you had that built-in, you know, partner in crime. Right, right. You don't miss it? No, no, not. I saw you put a gate up, didn't you? I did, did yeah. Did you get tired of people just wheeling in and yeah, it got hanging a out till 2 a.m. on Tuesday? It got a little old, but, <laughs> yep. But that we was still, the spot. Oh, it, it was the spot. Yep. Is it still the spot, just kind of VIP only? Invite only, yeah. yeah. So I'd say VIPs. You do like a daily code at the gate? Yeah. To get in. Yep. Some people get the code and some people don't. Yep. His mom and dad don't have the code. That's right. Dang. <laughs> you guys don't need the code. You got a cooler place. You got the pool. <laughs> right. We're th- we're thinking one of these days Joey's gonna find his roommate. So we're yeah. praying we're praying we're praying for his room, next roommate. <laughs> hey, you never know. Well, I mean, did we cover it? What I miss? What's what's hmm. going oh, on? Oh, you missed one thing. I know last week when I was listening to yeah. you and Dave. You were talking about having a young child. Oh. And uh, something about worrying about them when they're young. And you said, uh, oh. can't wait till they get older and it gets easier. I, hey, that was not word for word what I said. What, what was it? It was something close. I think I said, and I'm going to get checked now, but I think I said, I stay, because I, I said, I stay home with Carson one day a week right now, and I'd rather go to work because it's tough. Uh-huh. And then, my buddy Josh said, "Oh, it gets easier in about eighteen years." 
Oh. And then Dave said, little kids have little problems and big kids have big problems. Yeah, yeah. When, when my when our boys were probably in their tw- early 20s, I, I was like thinking, you know, this is supposed to be super easy now. So I called my mom. I said, I said, uh, I said, so mom, I said, how old, how old were Mike and Dana and I before, uh, when, when you quit actually worrying about us? And, and I knew the answer and she just started laughing in the phone <laughs> at me. And, uh, I said, yeah, that's why that's what I was afraid of. So yeah. 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 I mean, but congratulations. Cause, yeah. Thanks. Cause kids are, kids are a wonderful thing. And yeah. 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 Oh, it's, it's crazy. So yeah. can I ask you what made you, uh, start the podcast? I mean, this is kind of cool. You got a neat I'll tell you here. what. I'll tell you what made me start it. Um, me and Cameron and Carson were driving around one Saturday trying to get her to fall asleep. And it was not too long ago. And we swung by uh, my parents' house. In the back, they have that little shop where my mom and her friends are doing their new company, Monkey Shine, mm-hmm. doing the laser engraving. And we walked in there and was just talking for a little bit. And uh, when we left, Cameron was like, I want I want something like that. Something, you know, we can just tinker with on a Saturday and maybe make some money. Not that we're making money doing this, but I just want to I want to I want to do something like that cuz we've got that barn out there. We don't use it. We just had stuff stored in here that we didn't even need. And so we just started thinking, what can we what can we do out there? And then it was like, well, what can we invent? What do you need? Like she's an esthetician. I was like, well, what do you always think you want that you don't have cuz it doesn't exist? Let's make something. But Basically, we just wanted to use this building, and finally, I got asked to be on a podcast in Coffeeville, the wrong kind of podcast, and it was so much fun. Um, you know, even if even if you don't have a bunch of listeners, it kind of feels like you get to say, like, it feels like people care what you're saying, and, you know, that's all people want to do is have people listen to them, so selfish, I guess. I, I Finally, I was like, let's just do it. Let's just have a podcast out in the shop and she was like okay fine and so we ordered it and then it got here and i was like oh i guess we actually got to do it i obviously still don't know what i'm doing so this is pretty cool we got i'm just you guys don't see this but man we got headphones and microphones and yep. man i'm, I'm feeling kind of like travis kelsey over here i just want a picture yeah. like like you know this is this is pretty neat yeah there's a pool table for ambiance yeah we don't play on it it's just for looks looks yeah. good though yeah. it look good as a background and a picture yeah. like we can all get a picture when we put on our facebook page right or something. yep we do need to do that, but yeah, but no, um, back to kids, it is kind of, what, you got any good fatherly advice for me? Oh my. Because um, I'm, one thing I, I actually told this to a buddy not too long ago, before I had Carson, everyone was always like, or not everyone, but I would hear people say, man, I don't even want to have kids. I don't want to bring kids into this world. It's, and I would always be like, you know, quit that that's bullshit you know whatever but now that i have a kid it's kind of like oh god i see some of the stuff and i'm like how do you keep them i guess you can't keep them safe forever how do i mean you can't you can't protect them from everything but but uh fatherly advice i'd just say do your best love them um having 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 faith is is a is a good thing yeah it's good for the kids uh my dad's advice to me with when i had two boys he said don't teach them how to be boys. Teach them how to be gentlemen. They'll know, yeah. they'll learn to be boys all by themselves. So, <laughs> yeah, so that pretty was easy, isn't uh, it? yeah. They'll be boys all on their own. But <laughs> but yeah, it, it's scary. Communicate, 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 and just just be part of their lives. And yeah. and uh, you know, coach their ball teams. I coach the kids as baseball, yeah. football, and 
And, uh, you know, a lot of parents would drop them off, go to the bar, you know, and yeah. they missed out on so much. And so communicate, be with them, um, enjoy them, love them. And, and uh, you know, you can't take all their hurts away, even though you want to. Yeah. But, yeah, that's about the best you can do. Do the best you can. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks for coming out. Enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. You got anything else, Joey? You good? I'm good, man. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Check us out on uh, Instagram and Facebook and tell your friends about us because I highly doubt they're searching for a podcast from Southeast Kansas, so they're probably not going to find us unless you tell them.